Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday night and welcome to On The Scene. My name is Allison Dijak and we're here with your weekly source for KW music, arts and event listings here on midtownradio.ca. We want to begin our program by acknowledging that we are currently broadcasting on the traditional and contemporary stolen territory of the Anishinaabe, Haudenosaunee, and Neutral people, as well as the Haldeman Tract, a promise that continues to be left unfulfilled. And we are very grateful to be using this space this evening for our show. Now, our show on the scene will be live every Thursday from 7 to 8 p.m., here on midtownradio.ca. So hello to all of our listeners out there. Tonight we are broadcasting from the local lounge. Now if you're not sure what the local is, it is the second floor bar of the Walper Hotel. And we are here because the Walper is celebrating its 130th anniversary. I cannot believe it. I was looking up some of the history online and it's old. 130 years. That's very old. So they are doing a ton of big events this weekend. Uh, all day Saturday, they have cool stuff going on at the Walper. They have free stroll walking tours of downtown Kitchener centered around the history of the area. You can sign up for a vow renewal session if you were once married at the Walper. They have live music from Friends Not Foes, Graceland Harpist, and Ryan Antoa on the piano and they have free yoga in the afternoon. So we're very excited to be here at the local lounge this weekend ahead of a big weekend. I'm joined as always by the man on the sound, my co-host, co-producer, Derek Rydell. Welcome back. Thanks. Yeah, I missed you last week. Ah, yes. Uh, <laughs> a little busy at the Grand Trunk doing yeah. the 90s night. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> first Thursday of the month. First Thursday of the month, Grand Trunk. 90s night. <laughs> if you're not listening to On the Scene, go yeah. to Grand Trunk. Yes. After you listen to On the Scene. Yeah. You had a busy weekend of DJing, too. You had yeah, yeah. Yachttoberfest. Yes, Yachttoberfest. How was it? It looked it, fun. It was awesome. We had such a fun time. Uh, the place was nice and full. It was at the Grand Surf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just... Uh, we, it was smooth. It was yeah. real smooth. They had a special cocktail menu, and we, uh, we started at 8, and we went right till like, 2 in the morning. It mm-hmm. was it was a great time. Nice and mellow, <laughs> chilled out. I love the out, juxtaposition you know? of, like, yeah. Yacht Rock and, like, Oktoberfest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it was it was a great time. Yeah. Do you usually do any Oktoberfest stuff in town? <sighs> Honestly, no. I, Me neither. I've ne- That's okay. <laughs> I've born and raised in KW. Not a real fan of Oktoberfest. I also lived around a lot of areas. Like I lived near Queensmount for many years. Okay. And Queensmount at uh, about what twelve at night when they let everyone out. It's okay. uh, it's something. Busy. It's something. I mean, yeah. I've gone to Oktoberfest before, but uh, typically I'm not really an Octo. I, hey, it's. <laughs> to me, it's long lineups, really bad beer. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, and, uh, I also have never really been. Not yeah, re- not really a, a polka fan either. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I am half Polish, but like the polka, it doesn't quite do it for me. But yeah, I also grew up here and like went to the parade as a child yeah, for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But I have like never been to like a drinking Oktoberfest event. But there was a lot going on. I was tempted. Honestly, yeah. they had a really cool like beer garden last weekend on Gockle Street, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. in the parking lot. Yeah. It looked really cool. Honestly, there was a huge tent, lots of like fun twinkle lights and stuff. Like it looked like a nice place to be instead of like the classic, like the hall, kind yeah. of the beer hall I mean, or something. I've never yeah. been to the Concordia. They say that's the place to go for Oktoberfest. I've never been there myself. I've been there for dinner before, yeah. but never Oktoberfest. And I, when, <laughs> when we did go to Oktoberfest, I'd go to the super lame spot. So before like the light rail came around, they used to set up a giant tent on Frederick Street, like oh, in okay. the middle of the street. Oh wow! Like and nobody went. Frederick and King. Yeah. Okay. And, and nobody went. Oh, no. So there were no lineups. You could get a beer really quick. Yeah. You could get food really quick. There were no lineups for the bathroom, and it's about a twenty-minute walk back to my twenty-five stumble yeah. back to my house. I love so, that. Whenever we did, maybe the the two or three times, that's where we went. It was the lame spot, but it was fine. (laughs) It's a good time. Lots of options for Oktoberfest. Yeah. I feel like all weekend, I just saw like different events going on. All lots of Oktoberfest stuff. Yeah. And they closed King Street too the whole weekend. Like the 
Welcomplatz or whatever it was called. <laughs> Willkommenplatz, I think. I butchered that. I'm sorry to my German in-laws. Um, <laughs> but it looked pretty cool, honestly. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, feel like Oktoberfest has like taken a turn over the years. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not a fan, but at the same time, it's, you know, being born and raised it's it, if, if there was no Oktoberfest in KW it wouldn't it wouldn't seem like October it wouldn't seem yes. like the fall so like totally I have a, a kind of love hate thing yeah, with Oktoberfest it goes with the history <laughs> well I'm excited for our show tonight excited to chat a little bit more about what's going on at the Walper I have a trivia question for you later about oh, the history oh boy I was oh looking boy. I was looking on their website about the history um, we're also going to be chatting about a ton of upcoming events going on in town this weekend and chatting with some special guests of course we're going to ch- chat with Manny Manila a local drag king that got his start at the UW Drag Club but is now performing as an independent artist around town and we're also going to chat with Lou Blue a newly formed band in KW with members from Sao Paulo Brazil and Kitchener and they're performing a show at Jane Bond this coming Sunday night so very excited yeah. to chat with them and hear more about their music uh, we're going to kick things off with some local tunes, as always. Uh, this is a song from Halloween Animals, who are, they were formerly known as Safe as Houses. Uh, kids that grew up here started the band in high school, and then, I don't know, probably 15 years later now, have kind of rebranded, started a new chapter under Halloween Animals. So I this see. is their first single they released, uh, called John.
You just heard John by Halloween Animals here on Midtown Radio. Halloween Animals are going to be playing a show at the Yeti this weekend on Saturday night with special guest Laura Soans. Uh, tickets are just $10 on Eventbrite, or I'm assuming you can grab them at the door too. The show starts at 8 o'clock, and if you've never seen Halloween Animals, they put on a really incredible show. Beautiful, beautiful harmonies. They have a cello player and a violin player, I believe. It's like a really, really nice, cozy fall vibe. Excellent. So, Also, Halloween Animals October show. I feel like that fits Very apropos. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to On the Scene. My name is Allison Dijak, and I'm here with Derek Rydell. And we are hanging out at the local lounge tonight up on the second floor of the Walper Hotel because the Walper is turning 130 this weekend. 130. Yeah. Wow. That's got some history. It, yeah, it's pretty wild. So I was looking on their website to like learn a little bit more about it. Now, I don't remember the, the, what the first year was, but there was some really cool stuff. There's a lot of like notable people that have stayed here back okay. in the day. Okay. Have you, did you know that? Or like, could you guess anyone that might have stayed here? Well, I'm sure Trudeau stayed here. I think so. They said prime ministers um, have stayed yeah. here. <laughs> Um, I know my, my, my wife used to work here mm -hmm. and, uh, uh, Kevin Pollack, he's a comedian actor. Oh, she she yeah. had a conversation with him one night. That's cool. <laughs> is, yeah. I didn't um, realize like how notable I'm, it was kind of. I'm sure there's more. Apparently, according to the website, Al Capone oh, stayed no way. here. Apparently. That's really cool. Well, that makes sense because. You know, they used to run the rum. Yeah, the downtown. Yeah, that's why yeah. Sugar Run is named Sugar Run. Yeah. And there was the Rum Runner. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it was part of the Walper. Okay. Years and years ago, it was called the Rum Runner. And yeah. Because of that makes total sense. So apparently Al Capone oh. has stayed here. Hey. So his presence is with us. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Not so good. <laughs> have you ever stayed at the Walper? I have not, no. Uh, I've had friends that stay. It's they so they live good. like literally like less than a 15 minute walk from their apartment, but they've stayed They here. did a staycation. Yeah, yeah. I've done a staycation here. It's, oh, have you? It's so nice. After our wedding, we stayed here oh, for okay. a night. It was yeah. so lovely, really, really nice. But yeah, they have a ton of stuff going on this weekend. If you've been curious about the Walper or just want to have some fun with some free events, there's going to be yoga, there's going to be live music, special food and drinks. And for the first 130 people that get here on Saturday, they get a little gift bag to take home too. Nice. So definitely come check it out this weekend. And perhaps the spirit of Al Capone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come get you. Um, well, before we dive into our interviews for tonight, uh, let's talk a little bit about what other events are going on in town this weekend. So, um, Civil Cinema. I talked about this last week, but honestly, mm -hmm. I love it. And the movie that's playing this weekend is fantastic. So, The Civil, the pizza place. Right. Um, they do movies every Saturday in October. The movie starts at 10 p.m. Uh, it's free admission. There's free popcorn even. Oh, nice. And this weekend, they're playing Beetlejuice. Oh, I, I mean, it. it's a classic. Are we, we're going to go down this road because... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Beetlejuice was directed by Tim Burton. Uh -oh. And what else did Tim Burton direct, Allison? Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> my nightmare. A movie that terrifies you. <laughs> <laughs> October is not a good movie month for me because all the like cool indie cinemas just like play scary movies. And it, I can't. I'm, I'm like the biggest baby. I just cannot. I, and I, I get that because I can, I can scare easy, but... Edward Scissorhands <laughs> makes me chuckle. I'm sorry. It's creepy. It's creepy. You gotta stay till the end. I'm telling you. I don't know. I don't. I watched it once as a child at my grandma's house. My cousins were watching it, and I saw like 15 minutes, and I was like scarred. I I'm telling. For you. a year, like nightmares, <laughs> nightmares for years. But Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice though, yes. doesn't scare me. Beetlejuice is a, a great movie. Yes. So if you love Beetlejuice like me, you can head to the Civil on Saturday night. And check it out for a free movie. Uh, what else are you excited for this weekend? What events do we got going on? Uh, well, I guess sticking with the uh, scary movie theme, mm -hmm. uh, The Apollo on Friday night at 9.15, Drunken Cinema presents Scream. Okay, nice. Haven't seen it. <laughs> You've never seen Scream? No, Scream, classic, I don't like classic scary 90s movies. Horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You really don't like scary movies. <laughs> um, great movie, great horror movies mm -hmm. from the 90s. Uh, totally recommend that. 
Uh, also, playing at the Princess Twin, I talked about this two weeks ago. Uh, Stop Making Sense, Talking Heads live yes. concert. Yeah. Uh, I actually went to it the week we had talked about it, and uh, it had been a long time since I had seen it, and I'd never seen it on the big screen. And when I saw it on the big screen, I was just totally just blown away mm -hmm. it was so good and i'm like I, I don't remember it being this good wow and uh so for the last two weeks i've been listening to nothing but talking heads i'm nice. telling you if if you're just a mild fan of the talking heads go see it it's like worth it. i wanted to clap at the end of <laughs> every song it was That's yeah amazing. I, I, I i can't say enough about it and the, the the reissue in 4k it looks great the sound was awesome nice so that's playing at the Twin uh, at 9.30 p.m. on Friday. Plus, they carried it over. So Amazing. it's going to play all through next week as well. So I can't recommend checking that out enough. And then also, last uh, but not least for my events on Friday, Dive Bar uh, has uh, Blue Freezy is doing yeah. their demo release. And they'll be accompanied by Bonnie Trash and Dreamlike State. Doors are at 7. It's $20 or $15 if you come dressed up in a costume. Oh, nice. And uh, if you stick around after the show, <coughs> shamelessly self-promoting, <laughs> I will be, they asked me to uh, stick around and I'll be uh, DJing uh, classic goth, dark wave, post-punk, industrial, and a whole nice. lot more. And we're celebrating uh, Wendy Bone's birthday, who is one of the band members and friend of the show. Perfect. Uh, yeah, it's her birthday, so we'll be celebrating her birthday. So yeah. happy yeah, birthday Blue to Wendy. Yeah, Freezy are great. We had yeah. them on the show last year, I guess. And uh very excited to hear the first recorded single yeah, that yeah. they have. Yeah, should be really good. And they put on a good show. They've, they've played a bunch of shows around. And nice. Yeah, yeah. So it should be fun. Very cool. Okay, I got one more event. Okay. Um, so this weekend, Katana Studios, which we were yes. at back in the spring, they're hosting number 12 of their Float Electronique series. It's like a DJ rave night, yep. kind of, mm -hmm. which is so cool. Um, this time they have Attila the Spun, Body Waltz, Tech House, and Kinetic Footwork. So lots of cool yeah. DJs. Um, Attila's great. Just, yeah, just yeah. like a cool night. Honestly, I feel like it's so cool to be able to have like a rave in downtown yeah. Kitchener in a really nice, like cozy space also. Like Katana Studios is basically just like a large living mm -hmm. room. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of nice. You feel like you're at like a house party, but you're going out and uh, really just cool, like inclusive environment. Absolutely. Lots of different folks there. Um, so tickets are $15, starts at 10 p.m. on Saturday night and goes till late. And there is, uh, we talked about it, I think uh, quite a few weeks ago when we were at AOK, the, 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 the community of electronic house mm -hmm. and techno artists, DJs. I mean, it's, it's, it's got a real scene going yeah, on here. Yeah, it's growing a lot. Yeah, we're hoping to have a DJ or two on later yeah, in the yeah. season. Like, it's becoming such a big community, like, yeah. on par with every other genre of music in town. For absolutely, sure. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so definitely a cool event to check out. Well, as always, there's so many things going on in town. <laughs> yeah. We could probably talk just for the whole show about events. However, we also love chatting with special guests here on On The Scene. So I'm very excited to chat with our first guest of the night. Manny Manila is a Filipino trans drag king based in Waterloo. He had his start at the UW Drag Club and is now an independent artist. Manny always brings the party with his devil may care attitude and charm. He just performed at Tri-Pride's Tri Pride-toberfest drag show last weekend, walking the red carpet. And I'm so excited to chat with him about upcoming shows. Welcome to On The Scene, Manny Manila. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks so much for coming. I feel like I just saw you in the summer, like performing at different events, performing at Tri-Pride, right? Yeah. I was like, we gotta have them on the show. We gotta have them on the show. <laughs> yeah, oh, the videos looked incredible. Um, but let's talk a little bit about Pride-toberfest. This was just last weekend. I saw the red carpet videos. I love it. How was it? How was Pride-toberfest at the museum? It was excellent. It was at the Ken Sealing Museum down at Dune, I believe. Mm -hmm. And it was really fun. The Tri-Pride folks did a great job running it and taking care of all of us performers. Nice. Um, yeah, they shuttled people in and we had a great turnout. It was just a really fun way to like 
connect with the community at large because mm-hmm. that's obviously something a lot of people have been missing over the past few years. Totally. Um, yeah, it was a great big space and um, all the performers like um, Sasha Tease and Tammy the Brown um, and Elixir and Misconduct mm-hmm. were super like fantastic as always nice. and we were hosted by sassy ray oh yeah she's yes. been on our show before yes, I know. so she's incredible great. yeah <laughs> fun nice yeah. to have just like a fun environment where everyone's just like enjoying themselves yeah. and just like looking to have a nice time right Definitely, yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> well you started doing drag uh by joining the university of waterloo's drag club yes I'm curious, what made you want to join the club? Or were you one of the people that started the club? Like, tell me a little bit more about this. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to join the club after watching one season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. <laughs> and I was watching it. And I, I said to myself, like, there's got to be a way for me to do drag in a way that would make me feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. So... As we know, watching Drag Race, there's a lot of drag queens. Totally. Um, but that's not the only type of drag out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I did my own research, and I looked up drag kings, and then mm. I, that kind of got me falling down the hole of, like, well, what do we have in KW? Because yeah. I moved here for school. Okay. I saw that UW has a drag club, mm-hmm. which was run by my friend, um, who, like, essentially started it. Wow. Um, yeah, like, maybe a year or so before I joined. Okay. Yeah. And then it, um, uh, we all fell down the rabbit hole together. <laughs> <laughs> that, a great rabbit hole a to great fall rabbit down hole. into. <laughs> yeah. The first drag show I'd ever been to was actually the first one I performed at. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah, um, and it was because I was trying to figure out why I wanted to do drag. Mm-hmm. It was calling to me, but I didn't really know why. I learned that a lot of drag kings, especially in North America, were like a lot of uh, black lesbian performers mm-hmm. who wanted to take some power back from the patriarchy. It was mm-hmm. a really great feminist thing so I was like maybe that's why I want to do it and then I got into it and I was like "Uh oh people are calling me he him pronouns and I like it oh my goodness <laughs> I'm trans <laughs> fantastic yeah I'm glad it's such a validating experience it was it really was it, it continues to be too which is really great yeah yeah especially given everything mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean it's nice to be able to express yourself in a way that's so like multifaceted right yeah. there's the there's the costume aspect, there's the makeup aspect, there's the dancing or movement aspect, there's the song choice aspect, there's the crowd interaction, there's the character and name and personality. Like there's so much that goes along with it, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You hit um, the nail on the head. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, we've had we've interviewed some drag queens on the show before mm. and like I just I really enjoy learning more about the art of drag performance, right? There's just all these different layers to it and different reasons why people get involved or different reasons why it like connects with different folks. Right. Um, So tell me about that first performance. Was it at the university? Was it at a bar in town? So once upon a time (laughs) um, in the distant uh, past of 2016, uh, UW had a uh, bar on campus called Bomb Shelter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know people that went to UW and went there a lot. Yeah, and it's closed now, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but it was a really big space for a drag club to Mm -hmm. have their drag shows called Drag Me to the Bomber. Nice. Yeah, they would happen once a month. They were run with like local drag queens like Miss Drew. And yeah, I um, went to my first drag club meeting with the intention of just learning about drag. And mm. then I was talked into getting drag makeup put on me. And then I was like, okay, I love this. <laughs> when can I like go on stage and perform? Mm. And so, yeah, a week goes by. I went thrift shopping at Value Village, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is where a lot of drag artists uh, start getting their costumes. And I picked out a song um, by Todrick Hall. It's called Lying to Myself. Okay. Oh, Todrick Hall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know him. Like, he done Broadway and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 So um, I went and I got uh, my biggest, like, fur coat and, like, a a suit and, Uh like, a fedora and nice. <laughs> I did my best with um, trying to masculinize my face yeah. essentially um, and then yeah that night I 
put on drag. I walked with my roommate across the campus to the bomb shelter pub, and I was really scared. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it was my first time in drag, but thankfully, like, everyone was super supportive and nice on campus. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we got in. We went to the Glow Center, which is the uh, queer and trans um, service on UW campus. Mm And that was where everyone was getting ready. And it was it was amazing. It was like colors and feathers and sparkles mm. everywhere. And everyone was just getting ready. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And how have I not been here forever? Yeah, <laughs> fantastic. Um, yeah, and then um, people were setting up music. And then I handed in my music. And then I just went on stage and I did it. And I was really scared, but <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Yeah. What... Uh what things have either changed or stayed the same about your performance over the years? Are there aspects from that first performance? I know the fur coat is still around. Yes, it is. I see the fur coat all the time. I was going <laughs> to ask about coat, it. The fur coat now has many siblings. Okay. <laughs> um, some things that have stayed the same is probably um, like the people who have been supporting me from the start nice. are still here. Mm-hmm. The person who was DJing at my first show um, became my friend and now they're my partner. Mm. We've been dating for like three years now. Amazing. And so she's been a part of my drag journey like from the start mm-hmm. and it's really great. Um, and then also friends just being like part of the queer community at large but mm. also meeting amazing folks mm-hmm. like at shows and, and other venues has been like a constant reason why I love doing drag nice yeah but something that's changed is probably like my confidence my self-confidence in myself as a person but also as a performer Mm -hmm. um as I'm sure you know like the more you get on stage the easier it gets in some ways you obviously still get nervous Mm -hmm. but that just means you care right yeah exactly it's important yeah you want to do it right or you you want to do it right exactly yeah yeah and then also like I think the reason why I'm doing drag has changed as well. Mm -hmm. I think at first it was to figure myself out, but now I think that I know who I am and it's more to like be um, a representation of a group of people that aren't necessarily always represented. Mm -hmm. So like queer people, trans people, like fat people, uh, Filipino folks, like I've gotten a lot of Filipino folks coming up to me after shows and saying like they've never seen a Filipino drag performer ever mm-hmm. and it was their first time seeing a person like them. Yeah. And just the joy in their eyes is just like amazing. It just makes me so happy. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Wow, that's really special. Yeah. Thanks for sharing so much. No about it's a wonderful story. Um, <laughs> were you doing performance in other ways before you started drag performance? Like mm. were you doing singing or dancing? Like was I a or- theater kid? Yeah, yeah. Um, So in elementary school, I used to write plays. Okay. (laughs) I'm on board for that. I was a theater kid in high school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I took a break from being a theater kid in high school because I think I just got really shy. Okay, yeah. Um, But, like, that was kind of when, like, I kind of was starting to figure out that maybe I was trans. Mm -hmm. And because of that, I didn't feel super comfortable, like, putting myself out there as much as I do now. Yeah. Um, Because I was like, well, I don't even know who who that is. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've always been interested in singing and dancing and a big part of like a lot of Filipino culture is performing. So like karaoke is like a huge part of Filipino parties. And um, when I was little, I used to like be kind of like made to perform. Okay. (laughs) And sing with my family. And it kind of just, I guess, had awakened something that was inside where it was like, I like performing. I like singing and I like being around other people mm-hmm. who also like the same things I do. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What's uh, what's one of your favorite songs to perform right now? What's kind of in your roster right, right now? Right now. That's a good question. Um, I re- Have you seen the Barbie movie? Yes. <laughs> yes. Twice. <laughs> twice? Yes. <Yeah, same. laughs> 
It's great. I love doing I'm Just Ken. Oh, my gosh. That, okay, I saw a video of your outfit, the fur coat yeah. and the bandana, and I was like, like I think that is maybe a nod to Ken, but yes. I wasn't sure. It is exactly, yes, yes it is exactly Ken from Incredible. The yeah, I watched it with my partner, and I was like, this is a Drag King song. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Please record a performance of that of or course. perform that. Locally soon. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have like a certain genre of music that you like to stick to? Do you kind of go for like the show tuny vibe or do you have something that sticks out to you or just whatever is calling your name? Yeah. So when I started off, it was some show tunes, some like Bruno Mars. I was trying to do a lot of Bruno Mars because he is half Filipino. Oh, cool. And yeah. So he kind of had a lot of the masculinity that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh, I want to be like that. But now um, I think I still go for Bruno. He's definitely still like part of my regular rotation. Mm -hmm. But um, Sam Smith, like, I love a lot of their songs and Mm -hmm. I love the way that they perform like um, androgyny in a way. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've never really been someone who like sticks to like what a masculine person is supposed to look like Mm -hmm. in like western standards Mm -hmm. and the way that they look and the way that they act and dress is is definitely something that I want to be like too and my both in and out of drag basically Mm -hmm. yeah nice wonderful yeah um well you've been performing around town at tri-prides uh events aok's open stage nights uh what's a venue that you'd love to perform in next around kw oh that's a great question um Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I think it would actually be really fun to do a drag show at the museum here. Oh in yeah, downtown the Kitchener. downtown one. Yeah. Um, something I learned from Pridetoberfest is that museums are a great place to have drag shows. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It's like great acoustics, and everyone has good space to like move around. It's great. <laughs> nice. Amazing. Yeah. We'll manifest that. We'll manifest that. <laughs> Uh, well, tell us about your upcoming shows. I know you're performing around Hamilton, I think, in the next couple weeks. Yes, actually, on Sunday. Okay. This coming Sunday, I'll Very be cool. at The Well in mm-hmm. Hamilton. It's going to be an all-Drag King show. Nice. Yeah, which is super fun. Um, I love being able to perform with fellow drag kings because as much as I love drag queens and other drag performers, um, usually I am one of maybe two drag kings that Mm -hmm. are in a cast. So having everyone be a drag king is really nice. Mm -hmm. Of course. Yeah, especially you can ask for like some makeup if you forgot to bring any. Yeah. (laughs) And then I also have a show next Saturday at Binbrook, excuse me, Um, and it's for Binbrook Pride Mm -hmm. at a uh, country club there and it's going to be a drag brunch which is going to be super fun awesome oh well definitely excited to keep watching your journey and watching more events keep popping up Um, it's been really really wonderful to talk to you and hear about your story and how drag has has become a really important part of your life yeah thank you for having (laughs) me it's been great thank (laughs) you if people want to follow along with any of your upcoming drag shows where can they find you online you can find me on instagram at manila manny 98 which is just manila m-a-n-i-l-a manny m-a-n-n-y and then 98 on instagram Perfect. Yeah. Go check it out. Go find that Ken video because that <laughs> is, I loved it. Ken video to come. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Manny. It was wonderful to chat with you this evening. Uh, we're going to listen to another local song here because we're at the local lounge tonight. I thought we could listen to Local Favorite by Lucas Stagg.
just heard local favorite by Lucas Stagg here on Midtown Radio. Well, it is time for one of my favorite segments on our show. It's time for the three stars of KW. We need like a wah, wah, wah. I know, we do. Every week I say that and every week it still doesn't happen. <laughs> well, every episode of On the Scene, we are choosing three things in KW that deserve VIP status and a little shout out for how great they make our cities. So, star number one this week. I'm gonna give a shout out to the Hop On Waterloo Region Beer Bus. This is brand new. I've it operated it operated for the first time last weekend. Okay. It was a one-time thing, but it's organized by some of the folks that work at TWV. Mm. They started this new thing. You can find them on Instagram, HopOnWR. Uh, they had a school bus that went around from Counterpoint, Twas Now, Shortfinger, and TWB all Saturday. And it was like five bucks to ride the bus. And you just got driven around to all the breweries all day. That sounds pretty cool. So they I'd, deserve I'd a star. I'd yeah. totally be into that. What's your star this week? Uh, my star this week goes to the Funky Burger at <laughs> Ethel's. Food item yeah, classic. It's, it's either food or booze with yeah. me. I, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, the Funky Burger at Ethel's, uh, it's their famous uh, homemade eight ounce all beef patty topped with uh, cheddar cheese shredded lettuce pickles onions and their secret sauce and if you're me and the way to really make it kick okay add bacon and jalapenos okay yeah that sounds good so the funky burger at ethel's you can't go wrong yeah cannot go wrong that deserves (laughs) unless you're a vegetarian and then i guess you can but (laughs) no not actually i was vegetarian for several years Uh, but yeah and go on mondays because that's the the burgers are the special okay well speaking of specials my third star is also a special in town actually this was submitted to us by david harms midtown radio co-founder third star of kw tonight is the half-price menu items every Tuesday at the Rose Cafe. Right. It's a pretty new cafe in downtown Kitchener. Very beautiful, sort of Turkish uh, menu. Lots of nice pastries mm-hmm. and things. Everything is half-price on Tuesdays. Everything. Every menu item. That's pretty wild, That's actually. Pretty I've great. never heard of like the entire place. <laughs> That's pretty great. So they certainly deserve a star. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, thank you very much for making... Kitchener Waterloo, an amazing place to be. Our three stars of KW. We thank you for your service. Beer, booze, and pastries. Yeah, perfect. What a a combination. (laughs) If any of our listeners have a suggestion for another star of KW, send it our way on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. Well, enough about pastries and beer and burgers. It's time to (laughs) chat about music, my other love. Uh, I'm really excited to chat with our next guests of the show. Lou Blue is an indie rock band new to the KW music scene, but they've been creating music since 2017. Two of their members moved from Sao Paulo, Brazil to Kitchener in 2021 and teamed up with four local musicians to create a new six-piece setup for the next chapter of Lou Blue. They are in the process of recording their next EP and are set to play a show at Jane Bond this Sunday. We're excited to chat with Steve and Raphael from the band. Welcome to On The Scene. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Very, very excited to have you. Um, So, Steve, what do you play in the band? Uh, I'm the drummer and backup singer. Nice. And Raphael, what about you? I play the guitars and also I write the songs. Perfect. Well, tell me a little bit about how Lou Blue started. Raphael, did it start back in Brazil? Yeah, yeah. Well, we started in Brazil and um, it was pretty much like I had this song. I have these songs, and I need some to find some folks to play with me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, and I need someone to sing my songs, and uh, I wanted uh, a female singer, and 
well, uh, happens that my wife also sings very well. So, <laughs> so there you go. We, Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, where did the name come from, Lou Blue? Oh, it's a, such a long story, but it's uh, there's a <laughs> song from Soundgarden. No, not so Supergrass. Okay. That is called Low C, mm-hmm. right? So, but then there was already a band called Low C, and kind of we started brainstorming silly names until we got to this to this name that doesn't have any meaning <laughs> <laughs> I love that though yeah. it makes it unique no one yeah. else is gonna have yeah. it <laughs> but yeah but uh, I think it works well so yeah. it does yeah uh-huh. it rolls off the tongue very memorable as well um, so you released a self-titled EP in 2017 right. what were some songwriting inspirations in those early days of Lou Blue yeah I think the majority of the songs would be related to heartbreaking love songs and yeah. uh, even um, I can say that a bit naive and with a lot of um, uh, um, I don't know uh, late 20s heartbreaking thing right totally and um, yeah, and we took those songs and put them out. And uh, even during the process, we already felt like, hey, we are moving in this other direction. With um, I, I can say even more mature teams, right? Mm-hmm. And um, so yeah, but anyway, we we were happy, very happy with what we we released at the time. And um, yeah, and yeah, that's pretty much that. After that, we. Uh, we kept writing songs and um, um, I think now the good thing is that um, there are still coming songs coming out uh, so the source didn't uh, it's not closed I, I can yeah, say yeah no writer's block right yeah, now yeah <laughs> no writer's block and um, I yeah and here we are now right yeah. fantastic so so you moved to kitchener waterloo in 2021 why yeah. did you choose to move here yeah my wife was uh, um, doing a master's oh, okay. at waterloo university mm-hmm. and um anyway and really we did have no expectation at all of kind of having a band or kind of having a musical project here because we didn't know anyone and, but anyway we were lucky enough to meet Steve mm-hmm. yeah. and yeah showed him the songs and kind of uh, um, yeah so the way we met was uh, we did a Facebook marketplace deal and um, anyone who sold gear online they know that either the person's gonna be really great or they're gonna be uh, you know just a giant pain so yeah. Raf, Raf and I I was going to sell a guitar amp because my band had broken up and uh, I was selling off some rehearsal gear and that yeah. kind of stuff and he came over and tried the amp and I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, I just instantly was like, are you in a band? Because um, yeah. I need a band and I'm kind of like a facilitator. So yeah, I basically tricked him into, into <laughs> getting to a band. I, yeah. I'll buy, I buy this amp if you join a band. Yeah, you. yeah. So yeah. we did. I did sell it to him, just for the record, too. So yeah. he did have to buy his way in. He so. gave me a good discount. Yeah, yeah a discount. So, yeah. <laughs> so Steve, yeah. you... Yeah, you were sort of already involved in the music scene beforehand. You said you were playing in a band, doing some touring. Yeah, so back in like 2000 to 2010, and um, our other guitar player, Jordan Howard, he too has been in so many different bands, and Mm -hmm. we toured all over the place. But I was retired for a solid 15 years, probably. And um, yeah, so I, uh, I heard Raph's songs, and I just... Bought a drum kit and started playing again, and yeah, I really missed it. So it was uh, kind of a great match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. you see, basically, I tricked him. Yeah. Into <laughs> Convinced him that yeah. he should get yeah. back into it. Yeah. 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 Raphael, when you came to Kitchener Waterloo, were you like seeking out the local music scene? Were you trying to go to shows or open mics, or what was your sort of first impression mm. of the music scene here? I, I was um, very well impressed with the scene that there is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Paul is a huge city, and even if rock, the broader sense, is not very popular in, in Brazil, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, even in Sao Paulo, such a big city, there is a, like a really solid scene there, mm-hmm. right? When we came over here, it's a medium town, right? So I didn't have many expectations. Yeah. With time, we kind of we, we saw that hey, there is something happening here. 
and then yeah we were lucky enough to to meet steve and steve really kind of make things happen for us it's like hey let's find the right people we think that this can happen here as well and mm-hmm. yeah, and here yeah. We are. yeah tell me about the other band members so you said one of them you used to play in a band with yeah yeah so jordan and i played in different bands and my bass player played with him in a band and so we never actually played in the same band till we uh till uh jordan works at long mcquade and i went in there and i needed a guitar player so i was he just kind of popped up and him and i were acquaintances back in the day but we became good friends and then so we needed a bass player and i posted ads everywhere uh it was so hard to find a bass player but uh we found brendan somerville who he worked at uh, royal city studios oh nice yeah and he's part of the house band there and then um i reached out to a bunch of promoters from back in the day and i i was looking for a keyboard player that could sing and so uh, one of my old promoters uh, put us in touch with uh, Audrey, who's, uh, she works at the jam school in Guelph. So, okay. yeah, so that's how we met, and uh, yeah, that's now where we rehearse, and so it's been a really good fit. Nice, yeah, yeah it's yeah. funny, sometimes yeah. you are friends with people first, but sometimes you do have to like totally. seek out yeah. seek out those other connections, right? Mm-hmm. If yeah. you're looking, Easy. especially when you're looking for a specific skill that's gonna make up for like a sure. person yeah. that can do the instrument and sing backup or something like that. Yeah. But yeah. sounds like you've had a lot of connections over the years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. But yeah. most of these are new. Like it's, mm-hmm. um, it's a different world. <laughs> 15 years yeah. makes a big difference in like indie, in the yeah. indie scene, you know, when I was, originally touring in that myspace stuff like that was a big thing totally. and now it's just such a different world yeah know? instagram tiktok yeah. everything's Everything, really different yeah. right and and like the local music scene as well right venue like every yeah. venue Everything. that was open 15 years ago is probably done now yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's different places are becoming music venues yeah. that didn't used to before right restaurants totally um, yeah like cafes and, and breweries and Everything. things like breweries that. Breweries are a big thing, right? Yeah. Like it's all, it's amazing. The, the changeover, when I when I played 15 years ago, like I grew up in kind of in the Guelph area and Guelph was very happening and, and it's like KW was so hard to play. Like we used to play the Starlight, the Jane Bond back in those days, but that, yeah. you know, we would play house shows and stuff like that, but um, it, it's completely reversed like it's very hard to get a show in Guelph now mm-hmm. whereas I feel like here it's like the scene is much more happening and much more you know the businesses yeah, are involved it's, it's a pretty rich scene yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I found that as well like yeah. I play in a band too and we just never go to Guelph which is crazy <laughs> there's <laughs> like and, and I went to university in Guelph <laughs> yeah. so I'm like oh I'd love to go there I have friends there but yeah. Other than breweries or like huge venues, huge venues. I don't really yeah. know where yeah. to play, or I don't know, like Jimmy Jazz or something. But I don't know. They don't respond. Like exactly. It's, yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, it's too hard, bad. hard to find yeah. shows. But I'm glad that KW is kind of like finding these smaller venues, yeah. finding. Like a lot of places, like the Yeti, for example, totally. is like opening yeah. up their yeah, doors true. to become so a music awesome. venue. Jane Bond, even right yeah. where you guys are playing this <laughs> yeah. weekend, like restaurant and bar most days of the week but yeah. then sundays they open themselves up for concerts yeah, which, which is, is really great. fantastic yeah, it is yeah um so now that you guys have become this six piece yeah. um kind of it's the next era of lou blue you have all these songs that are ready to record uh tell us about kind of the next steps for your recording process are you getting excited to head back to the studio and yeah, so we're ready. heading to uh, the House of Miracles in Cambridge. Um, Jordan and I have done some recording there in the past with Andy McGoffin. Oh, who's, nice. He's just a legend. Like, I was trying to explain his personality to somebody today, and he's kind of the combo of, like, super efficient, but also super chill, which is, I find, is almost impossible to find in a person. But he kind of possesses that magic of being able to get the best out of people very efficiently, which is very hard for you yeah. know kind of not hack musicians but just not people who haven't done a ton of recording and yeah yeah so definitely yeah and and Raphael, tell me about the music how have things changed since 2017 what uh, direction is the music sort of going in now yeah well uh, the beginning of the the whole thing was much more oriented to like i say folk rock mm-hmm. right so it was that origin that uh, um 
um, um, thing of, you know, five-piece band, acoustic guitar, one electric guitar, and yeah. kind of really. And we've been moving to a direction where we are adding more textures. Um, also, part of uh, what happened during the pandemic, right? Because during the pandemic, we couldn't play with a band, so I played at home. So mm. playing at home, you go crazy with, I can add 10 guitars to, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can add 10 synth sounds or whatever, you know? Mm. So um, so when we got here and we had, I, I showed Steve these songs, we said, hey, yeah, we need more people. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. we need a guitar player that can also bring all those types of sounds, all those types of atmospheres and textures and things and also we need someone that can uh, uh, that can play keys and can also bring the sounds mm -hmm. so so yeah it's working really well in this sense that we at the same time that we are we are preparing to record and we're gonna have all these sounds yeah. in this we're gonna be able to also reproduce that live so nice. we're very happy with that yeah mm -hmm. yeah so you're sort of going for that like full band kind of yeah. I don't want to say heavier sound but like a fuller kind of rock sound yeah, with the new music certainly certainly is. Um, yeah it's the type that the type of sound where you can create like uh, music soundscapes mm -hmm. really right you can yeah you can go crazy with all the sounds now that that uh, that you can use and I think in the last 10 years loads of bands are are using this type of uh, uh, um, aesthetics, I can say, right? Of course, yeah. 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 I don't know. Um, the war on drugs, so everything there. Yeah. Um, we I, we've watched uh, the Vendra Banhart on in Toronto this weekend. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this guy. He's a, I think he's half Venezuelan, half American. Okay. Yeah, and he has a really good history already. But now he's also doing something really um, kind of using this type of uh, sounds and it's really an amazing amazing uh, uh, record that he has out and really recommend for everybody yeah very cool yeah it's it's nice to be able to with all the technology now you can like replicate a lot of these really big sounds yeah. mm -hmm. during yeah. live shows as well right yeah, i mean I agree. really cool guitar pedal boards or like synths yeah. or pads and <laughs> things like that that can sort of be like layered into the sound. Yeah, I agree. So. I think 10, 10, 15 years ago, there was a trend of everyone going really dry with yeah. everything. Folk right. music was Folk big, music. right? Mumford yeah. & Sons, the Lumineers. Yeah. 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 And you, do, you cannot, even the drums, the recordings need to be really dry. The drums are small yeah. and things are kind of changing now. You can have a lot put a lot of reverb on, on the drums, like it sound really big and um, so yeah, yeah, uh, we, I'm enjoying doing that as well. Yeah, this Wonderful, very exciting, yeah, yeah, nice to get, when you've had these songs for so long, right, it's really nice to like get oh, them finally absolutely. recorded yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> when yeah. they've been in the catalog for yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, so you guys have a show coming up this Sunday at Jane Bond. Is this your first local show? Your first KW show? No, we played at Vogelsang Green for the... Oh, uh, right, yeah. in the summer yeah, yeah, uh, with yeah. the Good Company right, pop-ups, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. nice. Yeah. But awesome. that was like a surprise kind of show, That's right? right? Yeah, so. yeah. And it was really good. It was really a test of fire for us. It was a really yeah, nice... Yeah, it was great. I mean, nice premiere for us. Yeah. 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 They do a lot of really yeah. cool stuff. Stuff, they so, do, yeah. yeah. But so this will be your first ticketed show in yeah. town. Yeah, we're playing with uh, Addicts, which is another local band from here. Addicts, as in like the uh, third story of your house. Okay, not as in, <laughs> I was gonna ask. Not yeah. as in like a drug addict, but yeah. So they, um, <laughs> they're another just a great local band from around here. So yeah. Fantastic. Um, if people want to get tickets, where can they go and when does the show start? Yeah, so this, the doors are at 7. Uh, it's a $10 slash pay what you can. You can get tickets on Eventbrite now. Perfect. Uh, there's links on our uh, Instagram and stuff for that. So, yeah. Yeah, Wonderful. and come early because Eric's a really good band. Yeah. You guys yeah. Awesome. should check them out as well. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Well, thanks so much for chatting with us thanks tonight. So it was us. really nice to hear about the whole story of Lou yeah. Blue and uh, how things are evolving. I really hope the recording goes well. It's always a really awesome. fun but hard process. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, definitely folks should make their way to Jane Bond this Sunday to check out Lou Blue and Addicts. 
Well, we're actually going to listen to one of your songs now. Awesome. Uh, we're going to hear the song Higher, which yep. is from that first EP. Raphael, do you want to just tell us a little bit about this song? What is it about? Um, ah, well, uh, I think that the thing about this song is it is it was also one of those songs that we um, were already kind of moving the direction that we are going now. Okay. Right? And uh, so I, that's one of those, those things. Um, about the song itself, I, I, I always tell my friends that it's, I think, a song about, I don't know, looks a lot to me like a couple breaking. <laughs> Not <laughs> a breaking, but fighting. Okay. Uh, and um, it, it's a lot like a, di a dialogue between them. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, sure. this is Higher by Lou Blue and Steve and Raphael. Thanks so much for chatting with us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, yes. it's awesome. Thanks so much. <laughs>
And that was Hire by Lou Blue. We just finished chatting with Steve and Raphael from Lou Blue. They are playing at Jane Bond this Sunday, October 15th. Doors are at 7, and you can either grab tickets on Eventbrite for $10 or at the door. It's also pay what you can. So check them out. It's their second local show ever. And uh, I think I think we're going to be hearing a lot more from them. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, really nice guys to <laughs> chat with. Um, well, before we wrap up our show for tonight, we have a few more event shout outs to do. Um, so I have been following these like queer and here markets that are happening at 44 Gockle. Right. They always have fun names. Um, <laughs> and so I always just keep following them on Instagram, but they are doing another one this Saturday. Um, it is a one day event bringing local 2S LGBTQ plus uh, creators, artists, and small businesses into one space. So they're going to be set up at 44 Gockle for a little fall Halloween vibes art cool. market uh, from noon until 7 p.m. And there are free gift bags for the first 10 people. Oh, so if nice. you're looking for some little gifts for some nice handmade stuff, support some local queer artists, check it out. All right. What else do you have going on this weekend? Uh, let's see. Uh, Saturday night at the Up Lounge in Uptown Waterloo. Uh, friend of the show and former guest Sassy Ray has a whole new show. Uh, it's called the Peekaboo Review Burlesque and Cabaret Show. I love that. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks really fun. It's supposed to be, I think, a little smaller, a little in more intimate than what she does at Sugar Run. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm sure it'll be a very entertaining show because... Her shows at Sugar Run are great. So good. Uh, the doors are at 6, the show is at 9, and it is $30. Nice. Yeah, so that's that would, that's my Saturday night. Okay, <laughs> well, that is all the time that we have for On the Scene tonight. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next Thursday for another new episode. Yeah. As always, a shout-out to local jazz fusion band Top Pocket, for their song Wow, uh, which is our theme music again this year. On the Scene is produced by Danielle DeVoe, Derek Rydell, and myself, Allison Dijak. And a special thanks to my guests, Manny Manila and Lou Blue, for being on our show tonight. And a big thank you to the Walper Hotel and the local lounge for hosting us this evening. Always a fun spot to go back to. And I get to admire the beautiful teal couch that I want in my <laughs> that house. teal couch. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, well, if you want to ever get in touch in any way, or maybe you're a local artist that wants to be on our show, you can always reach out to us on Instagram at OnTheScenekW. And if you stay tuned to Midtown Radio, you can hear our new local music playlist, followed by a brand new episode of The Shady Lounge at 9 p.m. Two hours of indie hits, hidden gems, and long-lost B-sides with your host, Alan Jalisja. Well, next week, where are we heading, Derek? We're headed to the Grand Trunk. I am so excited. I'm going to get chicken yeah, this time. Yeah, let's get some chicken. <laughs> we'll eat it while we do the show and people can hear yeah, get ready, folks. <laughs> We're going to be chatting with Juanita Metzger from Stroll Walking Tours and also Onion Honey, who yeah. just started a monthly residency at Grand Trunk. Yeah. So it should be a very, very fun show. Thanks again for listening, everyone. Until next week, I'm Allison Dijak. And I'm Derek Rydell. And thanks for listening to On the Scene. We'll see you next week. And I'm going to convince Allison to watch Edward Scissorhands. I'm no, determined you. now. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, everybody.